I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalise you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specialising in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Welcome to another episode of Thriving Matters this week, listeners. And it is my great pleasure to be talking to Debbie Munno, Debbie and I are both certified in the Emotional Intelligence Suite of Assessments and Report for Genos International, as some of you might know already. And Deb has amazing professional history in assessments for business use, particularly for leadership and for staff selection and retention, the whole wide world of business. So a great welcome from Tampa in Florida today. Hello, Deb. How are you this week? Hey, Carrie. I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. And I, um, I'm just wondering, Deb, how your week has been and if you've had a sparkling moment that popped in there and surprised you this week. I've had a lot of sparkling moments. I love that you phrased it that way. Um, and I hope your week was sparkling. Yeah, we had really some great stuff happen. In the last sort of 10 to 12 days, we hosted a GenOS certification. So our GenOS community of certified practitioners has grown once again, and that's always super sparkling and exciting. And my baby nephew, Carrie, who is 22, but he was a wee baby in diapers when Jeff and I first met my husband. He's a senior at university and it was his fall break. And he, for all four years of his schooling, has chosen to spend that fall break with Jeff and I. So rather than go do a fun trip with his friends or go do anything else, his choice is to come spend those four days with us. And so not only is that sparkling, but that makes your auntie's heart melt. And Jeff and I don't have kids. So Scotty has really subbed into that role and he's growing into be such a successful, mature, really kind, um, smart young man. And I'll gush over him because I'm so proud of him. So it was so sparkling to have him. And then we put him back <laughs> on a plane early Monday morning and then my sparkles turned to teardrops, but they were joyful teardrops. That is beautiful. And really, what a great question to ask you because Thriving Matters podcasts and all the episodes are really about people. People are our business. We live with people. We are a person. Our human presence is absolutely magnificent. And by sharing our thriving tips, the way that we thrive in our life, in our work, and what fuels us for our life, that goes together with how we know ourselves and how we know others. Isn't it amazing that a nephew after all these years still chooses to come and stay with you and Jeff. I think that is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> uh, as do I. He is really quite something special and I am unabashedly biased when I talk about that <laughs> and talk about him, but we really have quite a special relationship. And yeah, the fact that it's his choice, you know, I, I will gobble up any moment that I get to spend with him, but it's his choice to come do that. And that makes it doubly special or extra sparkly in the Thriving Matters language. And listeners, I'm hoping that you can think back on your week and look 
for those small sparkles that perhaps you didn't expect, perhaps you're surprised by, but they are gems. And in our day-to-day -day getting out of bed to see whatever the day brings, whether most of it is positive with some perhaps challenges in there or whether we're faced with challenges most of the day, we need to actually go to those sparkles because they're the positive contagion that we need for thriving in our life and work. Because our negative emotions, as we know, they are contagious, they stick around forever, they take up a whole lot of headspace and get us into some very bad habits. So learning how to catch those sparkles, whether they're small or large, is really important. So that leads us to what is it that inspires us in our life and work? And all our episodes on Thriving Matters include, you know, what is it that spurs us on? Where do we go as professionals, as individuals, as extraordinary, ordinary people? Because that's who I'm talking to. What is it that helps us to find our purpose and feed our purpose so that we can give to others. And I know, Deb, in our previous conversation, you talked about a book that you had written. That's what we're going to talk about today. So our by connecting today, we're going to look at what's the common denominator between leadership and butterflies? Boy, thank you for setting me up for that, Carrie. Yeah, I read a book that is a really simplistic and very straightforward read, but just you know, maybe sometimes you read the right thing at the right time or somebody says something to you and it's timed just perfectly. So perhaps when I read this, it just was timed perfectly or something that I either needed to read or it was building on momentum of other things that we've been reading and studying. But it's called The Butterfly Effect and the author's name is Andy Andrews. And it's a quick read, but incredibly impactful. And he talks in this book about a life of permanent purpose. Mm. And when I first read that, I had a thought, a preconceived notion about what that meant or what he was about to tell me that he was thinking that it meant. And then I read this book and it meant something completely different in a very wonderful and very beautiful way. So the beginning of this book talks about this scientist in 1963, which by the way, is a year near and dear to my heart. That's the year that my husband was born. So I think he had a little butterfly effect going on when he emerged into the world. Uh, but this scientist, you know, presented this hypothesis that if a butterfly could flap its wings and set some molecules of air in motion, which would then move other molecules of air, in turn moving other molecules of air, eventually that butterfly would have been capable of starting a hurricane on the other side of the planet. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So that butterfly flap was the tiny little origin of something of significant greater impact halfway around the world. And I'll spare you all of the, the details because you can probably sense where this goes. For a very long time, basically everybody said he was crazy. And then as time wore on, the scientific community actually proved that to be very true, that one molecule moving somewhere in the universe impacts all of the others. Now that in and of itself I think is profound and I'm a little bit of a science geek, but when you apply that to people, it's where the author gets this phrase of a life of permanent purpose. He uses a phrase that says, every single thing that you do matters. And I had never thought about living that way. I of course thought about 
the important interactions or the important presentation or the important discussion or but this really this is the flap and the molecule this is every single thing you do matters and i won't ruin the the midpoints of this book because i hope that your listeners go out and actually read it again it's a very quick read but you can connect one thing to another and so basically at the end of the day whether you choose to smile at the barista who makes your coffee or scowl at her matters and it doesn't matter just in that moment mm. it's butterfly flap. It matters for future generations. A smile to the barista, perhaps you're the only person that smiled at her that day. And maybe she gets to go home from work in a better mood. And so she's more fully present for her partner or for her child or for her dog. And as a result, some other wonderful interaction happens. So this whole concept of every single thing that we do and say matters and that it matters forever. The yeah. way that we treat the person sitting on the bus next to us impacts five generations from now. That's an overwhelming thought to think of, but I will tell you that heightens a sense of self-awareness in how are we being with other people? Are we being empathetic? Are we being positive? Are we presently actively yeah. listening? It impacts everything. That one little flap has completely changed. And you and I, Carrie, are in this space, right? For years, we talk about the way that we treat each other impacts our work performance and our personal lives. And yep. yet this book took that, for me, to a slightly different level, that it's not only the conversations that we craft or that we really think about, it is the innocuous behaviors and conversations and simply do we say hello and acknowledge someone or not that equally matters. And that's powerful. We can literally change future generations in the world with these tiny, simple, little acts if we pay attention to them. Oh, you know, that really says that this notion that we all are working towards now where we say we pay it forward, what we do each day is definitely that. And I love the fact that there is a science around this. So there is proof, there is evidence for anyone who goes, that's a load of baloney, that there is evidence here, just like we have a neuroscience around how our brain works. So when we put this notion of the molecules and how this builds up like a crescendo for this energy that's actually moving through time, through generations, it actually mirrors with the ability that we now know we have in being able to develop new habits around our behavior that then changes the way we think, the way we open up and broaden our thinking, how we can be more empathetic, more compassionate with others, how we can notice the value of a positive thought versus a negative one where we, we become very self-absorbed. Yep. And I love, I love that because we've, we've got a science. So fancy in 1963 publishing this, it, no wonder he probably got a lot of flack. And I do know that if you don't have access to the book at the present time, listeners, there is a fabulous little YouTube clip that you can go and watch. All of us have got access to a phone these days. YouTube is sort of rolls off our tongue um, as something that everybody knows about. And 
that little clip is masterful as well. So if you are a visual learner and that speaks more to you than the written word, I'd go visual, then get yourself a copy of that little book. It is an easy read, but it is a powerful, it's poignant, and it gives you time to sit and reflect and be mindful about it. So we've really done a wonderful, that's a wonderful strategy for developing your own presence through the insights and reflections of someone how many decades ago? It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it's really quite something. And you realize, you know, that, that he's talking about energy. And, you know, we human beings are made up of energy, really, thanks to Einstein. Really, yeah. mass is just energy yeah. in a different form. And so, you know, we give off, we give and take energy. And you've spoken about emotional contagion. And so because of our training, we know that our brains are hardwired for the negative. We have more negative neural pathways than positive because that's what keeps us alive. Mm -hmm. To be careful and to look out for the things that are dangerous or bad. So yeah. to develop those positive pathways, you know, we have to be intentional about it. And one of the ways that you can be intentional about that is to pay attention. And so in our training, we learn that when people are in reward circuitry, when people have are in a state where there are positive emotions, and of course you and I know that that doesn't mean coddling and that doesn't mean like rubbing the puppy's belly, it simply means treating people respectfully so that they feel valued and meaningful and useful. We know that biologically what happens to the energy in our body, the dopamine and the oxytocin that's released, we are at our most creative and we are at our most engaged and we are smarter and we broaden and we build it. You and I know that. And so the quest is to really communicate in a way where we're putting and holding each other in that reward circuitry and avoiding that negative threat circuitry. Hmm. Well, now, when I read this book, I thought, gosh, you know, I simply smiling at the bus driver or having a nice chat with your Uber driver, or holding the door for someone when you walk into or out of an establishment. I tended to think of those as courtesies or social niceties. Hmm. And I have a whole different framework for that now, because that one piece of energy that might put them into a little bit of reward circuitry at that moment may play out generations from now because of what happens right after that moment. And so I know that you're all in this sphere also, and, and it's so Carrie, it's fun to flap with you. It's fun <laughs> to flap our wings together um, and do this. And it doesn't take money to do this. And it doesn't take any extra time to do this. It simply takes the presence and the intention of spreading a positive vibe rather than a negative vibe or no vibe at all. I'll take those positive vibes all day. And really what we're doing is we're living in our values because if we value ourselves, if we value our family, if we value humanity, we will make it all possible. We will treat each other with dignity and with respect. And by doing this, I love that you talked about the bus driver. I have a great story. I have four children, Deb, and when Cara, I have one daughter, when Cara was in about year six, so she would have been about 10, nine or 10 years old at school, they would go for two weeks swimming lessons here in Australia. And uh, one day she came home and she said, oh, the bus driver we've got is really cranky and he's not happy when we get on the bus. 
And I said, oh, I said, I wonder what his day's been like. And I said, no wonder what would happen if you got on, because you're the school captain and yet this is your class, but I wonder if you got on the bus each day that he came to collect you and you asked him how his day was and you smiled with him and you acknowledged him. And at the end, you thanked him for taking you to the swimming pool and bringing you back to school. And I said, and then I wonder what some of your classmates who hear you do this might do. So I left it where I just planted it. I just went, I'm not going to tell you what to do. This is what you should do. So I just went, I wonder. She does have a business and she also calls it the Ponder Realm. I'm just putting it out there. She's now 32 and she's in the space. Anyway, she came home and she goes, you won't believe what happened, mum. There's been a whole change in the bus driver's way that he talks to. He's now saying hello to all of us when we get on the bus. And it was a whole change. So this is like research in action, really. Our whole life is about research in action. We are here for only a finite life. And it's up to us to show up the best we can to give ourselves a purpose. It doesn't matter if we are the toilet cleaners in Westfields. It doesn't matter whether we are on the traffic control for a new building. It doesn't matter whether the CEO of the Commonwealth Bank here in Australia or CEO of Price Cooper's Waterhouse. It does not matter how we know ourselves and then how we get to know others and how we spread the care and spread the love is really very important for a legacy we leave. That's our life, to create people who are better than us. At the end of the day, all of us are human beings. And you're right, no matter our lot in life, no matter our profession, no matter our color or our preferences, we are all the same. We are all human beings. And Mm. We only have one place to live and we are not different. We are all neighbors in a big pale blue ball of a neighborhood. And so if we are going to create the kind of community in which we want to live, we're responsible for spreading the kind of energy that we want to spread. And one of the bonuses of living in this time, and I feel extremely grateful for this, is having access to the globe at our fingertips. It's sensational. So we do, we all have connections around the world. And, you know, I just love learning about what's the difference here to there, but it's the people. We are here and whether we are in our families or our friendship groups or our workplace, people are the common denominator. And the analogy of the butterfly flapping resultant energy is actually absolutely beautiful. Because you can instantly think, have you walked into a butterfly garden or a butterfly sanctuary? and you just are totally absorbed and present in the moment just to see the magnificence and we could go on and on (laughs) well and if you think about the butterfly in and of itself and part of what you and I do for a living is we help bring about change right we help people to see where are we at the moment where are we succeeding where do we have some gaps and how do we go about bringing behavioral change So I also find it quite interesting, perhaps um, universal intervention, that this is the butterfly effect and that's the very animal that starts its life in one form and transforms into a whole other form. And if we are lucky, I think, as human beings, we throughout our lives, if we are intentional about it and we are focused on it, 
we too get a chance to kind of sprout those butterfly wings. We get a chance over mm -hmm. our lifetime to transform into this different, better version of ourselves. And then I read something that says a life of permanent purpose. And so when our time here is done, it's only done in one form. We will have left behind millions of legacy pieces. And <laughs> I would like to leave behind millions of positive legacy pieces in this world for the future generations, not the reverse. That's right. And we may never know the effect, the, the knock-on effect of a smile or a holding a door or take, I, I have a habit of taking photos for people. Uh, I know selfies are really in, but sometimes you get a bit of perspective and it's, it's a connection with others. And it's, it's like a welcome to your city or your home. This is my part of the world, but you're very welcome. It's, it's our country together. It's our world. Yeah. Yes. That's a beautiful thing to do. And it's a beautiful memory. And it's one of those positive things that we'll never know, but that couple who randomly gets lucky enough to bump into you and have you take their photo, that may be their holiday card, maybe that gets framed and hung in their home, maybe that's the singular photo that is great memories of that trip. We never know that, but we're gonna give something out. We might as well give something out really good and yummy like yeah, that. And it's practical. <laughs> and look, we're going to finish on one other question which works really well for what we're talking about, this common denominator, you know, butterfly and leadership and that notion of transformational change, showing up the best we can, being deliberate in, in how we go about living our life and our work. And the question is, you know, if you had a crystal ball, what do you think the world might need to know right now what would be a message that you would be able to use our episode for to say what does the world need to know right now well you and i um, know each other well and you know i love music so i am tempted to sing the song <laughs> what the world needs now is love sweet love given that i can barely carry a tune in a bucket um i'll <laughs> let your listeners have a pass on hearing what that might sound like. But you know, I think that messaging is really actually fabulous. So I think we're in interesting times right now, right? The world seems to be, and you've referenced this, that the world is more connected now than we ever have been. And take a look at what we're doing right now. It is a Wednesday evening for me here in the USA in Tampa, Florida. It's a Thursday morning for you in beautiful Australia. And you and I are chatting via a piece of technology that the only thing that separates us looking like we're sitting across from each other enjoying a coffee is that we have a screen between us. So we can be so much more connected and we are so much more connected, yet we are so much more isolated and disconnected. So we have this dichotomy mm -hmm. of we can be connected and yet people are on their phones and they're not actually enjoying the company of their dinner partner or they're sitting next to each other on a sofa, but they're talking to somebody else on their device, or not even talking to anybody. They are playing a game or they're surfing something. So there's interesting thing about being, being connected technologically. And then we put artificial intelligence into this mix. And you and I both know that the more that that technology advances, the thing that will bring people together and be a differentiator is our emotional intelligence, our humanness, our ability to connect with one another. And so what we desperately need for our world 
we're being literally driven away from because of technology. So what does the world need now? I think the world needs an intentional focus on being human, on respecting each other, on loving each other, on liking each other and tolerating each other, um, and simply in going back to human communication with one another and the intentional human connection, not the technological connection is great. And you and I use that in a way to also craft human connection. That's not always the case. So I, I think the world needs kindness, compassion, intention, and humanness. That is a beautiful summary, and I thank you for sharing that with us. Listeners, we always ask um, you to think about a call to action after each episode. And I'm wondering, Debbie's talked a lot about the butterfly effect today and that notion of transformation and change when we're living in a world of rapid change and how we lead ourselves and others, no matter what our circumstance no matter what our role or our job, needs to be considered greatly because the common denominator is people. So in my eyes, we create generations that will follow on from us. We have the opportunity to influence them in ways perhaps that we're never going to know what the effect is. But we do know that being present and being considerate and being respectful of others in our day-to-day -day life doesn't have to be mammoth. It can be small and tiny and just a glimpse of a sparkling moment for them in their lousy day, perhaps. You can create the butterfly challenge, the Thriving Matters Butterfly Challenge. There you and go. And listeners can contribute to you and, you know, kind of get into, hey, here's what I did to butterfly today. We could make butterflying like a verb. Here's how I butterflied today. So wouldn't that be fun to hear how right. the listeners sort of incorporate this notion of doesn't take a lot of effort, but boy, does it feel really good when you know that you did something just to move a little positive energy. So the Thriving Matters Butterfly Challenge. The TM, well, I think I'll take up the challenge. That's what we'll do, everybody, won't we? We'll think about that. So your call to action this week is think about your butterfly effect over the next week. See if you can catch yourself doing something that you may have had a second thought about and gone, oh, no, I won't. And then you've gone, yes, I will. You've stepped forward and into it. So how about we try that this week? That would be your call to action. We're going to pay attention to a purpose, a purposeful day of small intentional acts to provide energy through the airwaves to others. Thanks, Debbie, for being on our episode this week. It's always a pleasure and I just know that you've energised my day. It's my first appointment for the day is to speak to you uh, where it's coming to the end of your day. So absolute pleasure. I know you love the work that you do. You're passionate about it and that comes through in how you speak about your love for others. So if you'd like to contact Debbie and learn more about her, her email address is Debbie at the EI Academy, or one word, lowercase.com. Or pop onto LinkedIn and you will find her profile there. And if you would like to know more about what I do as a leadership coach, then carriebenedette.com is where you will go. More importantly, don't forget that we would love a thumbs up and appreciate your attention to detail there. It's always appreciated. 
we love to get the feedback from you. Today we've talked about the common denominator, the butterfly effect, because butterflies thrive. Yes, they have a lifespan just like we do. They thrive for purpose. So don't forget, give your life and your work a red hot shot because your thriving matters. Talk to you again.